Hi, guys. <laughs> Welcome back to Don't Fuck With Ghosts, the podcast about all things haunted, spooky, and supernatural. We are your Bliss Sisters. I'm Greer. And I am Betsy. And we have a very special guest with us today. Our first ever guest. First on ever. The podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki Fisher, our good friend, amateur ghost hunter, and fellow supernatural fiend. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Nikki is in the studio. Makeshift <laughs> <laughs> <Nick> studio. <laughs> This is so exciting. This is our Halloween special, I guess. Yeah. It's coming out on Halloween. So happy Halloween, everybody. Yes, it is in fact Halloween. It's the Saturday of Halloween. So yes. we're fully in spooky mode today. Oh, yeah. Fully. Fully in the celebration spirit. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, our listeners are definitely going to want to hear about how you two met. So Nikki and I actually met through work, mm-hmm. but we bonded over things that have nothing to do with work. (laughs) Mainly the show Supernatural. Oh, yes. We're both obsessed. Still my favorite show. Which is funny because that's how me and my college best friend became so close. Wow. Is that we bonded over Supernatural. So Supernatural is like a very tight fandom. Mm -hmm. Like if you are into Supernatural, you're automatically friends. Yes. How long is the show? Because when I'm done with Gilmore Girls, I'm going to need something to like invest myself in. I feel in. like you're not the biggest fan of, like, paranormal shows, though, which is interesting. I mean, I like, <laughs> watching, I like, like, ghost hunting shows, like, yeah. real-life well, ghost yeah, hunting and it kinda, shows. And it kind of is like yeah, that, no. right? So, the way the show starts is it's very similar to a lot of almost, like, crime shows in that they have a different case every yeah. episode, That's and they go and do their hunting. They're hunters. Yeah. They're supernatural hunters. Um, but then there's, like, also an overarching plot that they play into mm-hmm. like as the seasons go on okay. and like they're brothers so yeah. they you know uh each season kind of has its own thing that it goes through so it starts really simple mm-hmm. and then gets super complex by the end but still really entertaining to watch okay maybe I'll, is that jared padalecki yeah yes. and, and jensen Ackles. Ackles. yeah who's that he plays the uh, other brother okay okay <laughs> the better brother <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. yes but we're, not we're, too real. we're dean girls in this household yes. Yes. Dean? Dean. Yes. Which is, fu- it's funny because Jared Padalecki plays Dean on Gilmore Girls and then his brother is Dean in oh. Supernatural. Which is tricky. Yeah, it's always it's funny. funny to watch Gilmore <laughs> Girls for me. <laughs> but yeah, it's, how many seasons is it? 15? 15. Yeah. Jeez, good God. Okay. And they're all very, they're like 20 plus episodes. Yeah. Like one through five is where it's solid. Six yeah. is fine. Seven is fine. Eight is bad. <laughs> uh, 9, 10, 11 is interesting to watch. 12 is also bad. 13, 14, 15 is okay. <laughs> yeah, see, I couldn't tell you what happens in any of the seasons. Like, I know the overarching plot, but I don't remember, like, what happened for certain seasons. But it was supposed to end after season five. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, so that was the initial ending. And it makes sense when you watch it. Is it the stuff with the apocalypse? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. And it would have it <laughs> been really like it would have been a really good end to the show, to be honest. Um, I mean, I'm glad that it went longer because I would have never been introduced to it had it still not been going on. But uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks. So you should watch it. Maybe I'll give it a try. Yeah, I mean, and if you need somebody to watch it with, I will gladly rewatch. Yeah. Okay. okay. Good to know. There's yeah. also. Um, I've been to some of the conventions to meet them, so they're just really nice people. Do they have any That's around nice. here? Did you have to go somewhere? Uh, they like, have some around town? here. Yeah, uh, I bet you they went to the the DC Convention Center. I can't remember what so, it's called, but they so it's just specifically supernatural though. It's not like 
other place. It's not like other comic cons where they have okay, other things they have going on. Yeah. It's specifically just for Supernatural, and so they usually rent out a hotel. Oh, okay. So they they've done the like Crystal City one. They've done oh, uh, Tyson's Corner. So <gasps> what? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, super close. Like you could drive if you wanted to, but it's fun to stay overnight because you know people just really get into doing the different activities and just stay that's up super so late. Fun. So. Nice. Yeah. So that's how you guys bonded. That's how we bonded. And then, I mean, that's not the only thing we bonded. Yeah. 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 We We like each other for other things. Yes. We also play Dungeons and Dragons, too. Yeah, so Nikki recruited me into the Dungeons and Dragons world, and I love it so much. I mean, it's pretty perfect for me. I love fantasy. and (laughs) um, But it is, I think it is a lot to, like, jump headfirst into just because a lot of it is improv. Mm -hmm. And when we first started, I was the only new person in a party of like very much veteran players like Mm -hmm. a couple of them had been playing for like 10 years yeah um and they like D&D is their life they come home they play like they're in so many different campaigns Mm -hmm. whereas for me one is plenty (laughs) (laughs) I love it so much but it's definitely I'm fine with just one campaign you have have other things that you you know you diversify your hobbies exactly (laughs) yeah well and you guys were playing virtually too when you started which is also I'm sure I was not a fan virtual is a much difficult is a much more difficult environment to get connected to yeah. So being in person, there's a different feel that you get and you actually can immerse yourself a little bit more mm-hmm. versus virtual. You're not with people. Um, even if you use online tabletop, you know, websites to really get yourself into the battle and everything like that, you're still from a role play perspective, not being able to kind of interact as much, especially when there's tech issues that lag. It just yeah, takes you out of it and immediately. And then it's always like, wait, what did you say? <laughs> and yes. Like, yeah. Trying to react to people in real time is a lot harder. Yeah. So yeah. I was not a big fan of it, but I also wasn't a big fan of, well, they probably won't listen to that. <laughs> But I, we had um, some drama with that campaign. Oh, yeah. And now the campaign we're in, we're all such good friends, and there's, like, no drama, and it's wonderful. That's yeah. nice. So. Yeah, I heard of I heard all, yeah. of all the drama. Yeah. I Brie was and kept I were abreast. Still, yeah. and I were still living together at the time of, <laughs> when all that went down, and yeah. I, was, I like, was telling it to her real time, and then I, I was the calling play play. you. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was a lot. I, <laughs> I still yeah. remember some of that. That's, oh, uh, yeah. That yeah. was wild. So. Well, it's nice you guys get to play in person. You don't have to do virtual. virtually yes. anymore. Yeah, it's so nice. It's very nice. But indeed. we're almost done with our campaign right now, and it's, it's wild. Like, I'm almost done with my first ever campaign, and then I'll have to, or I'll get to create a new character. Yes. Is it? So. Are you going to be sad, like, when well, you kind of put this character aside? But th- that's the thing is, like, my my current character is very much sad girl emo. Um, yes. And, you know, that's, like, my, that's, like, my fan. <laughs> seems to be my inner emo girl who's like uh, this like very emotional scarred traumatized um beautiful sorceress yes so that's who's, that's what who's i'm like dragon too so. she's like yeah, she's, she's part, part dragon. dragon nice yeah so she has scales like on half her body yeah you'll have to figure out kind of how you want to Play your next character. I know. It should so be I like a like grotesque, like troll, like <laughs> I feel like I have to up creature. <laughs> I have to do something different. But I, I've been asking Nikki, like, how can I possibly play a mermaid in the D and D universe? And I yeah. literally am playing a mermaid on Sunday, uh, Monday nights. Didn't for... you say to like do a water genasi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
You have to be a mermaid. I want to be a mermaid so yeah, bad. I'll help but you do I'm that. But then I'm like, ugh. But like my instinct is to do like dark siren. Like, no, no, but, but that's go but against that's okay. go yeah. against your instinct. I, I know, but like you can ugh, do dark I'd siren. Play, you just kind of got to play her a little I'd differently, rather, right? Yeah, I'd, yeah, I think so. My current character is. I like to say she's chaotic good, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that she makes really impulsive, sometimes violent decisions. But like with good intentions. Whereas if I played a mer- like a siren, I think it would be cool to do like a warlock. So she's like a little bit more evil, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, so you know, with not the best intentions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I she she's more fun. she's more chaotic neutral. And yeah, will choose her yeah. own selfish reasons over else. Sassy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a quick question about D and D, and then yeah. and this is not a D and D episode, but so. <laughs> Because I've never played before. Yeah. And I know you have these characters that you build out and, like, you, they have, like, their, I guess, personalities and, mm-hmm. like, the way they make decisions. So if you're in your campaign playing as your character and you have to, like, make a critical decision, are you, like, do you find that you're making the decision that you yourself know will help further your story? Mm-hmm. Or do you go with the decision that you think your character would make, even if it's going to be detrimental to, like, your storyline? Like, how does that work? There's a balance. Mm-hmm. So if you're making it, we always in the D&D community say, it's what my character would do. Yeah. And so if you're that person, there's a balance because you you can play true to your character as long as your character is not completely messing up the entire, you know, derailing the story plot, right? Mm-hmm. Um you're still kind of generally working against, but there's also consequences. So I, I can give an example of this. My first character wanted, you know, she had a sister that was kidnapped. And so she was basically trying to find anything that could help her get to her. And so they went into a dragon's lair who had a bunch of, you know, treasures and really cool artifacts. And so she, against the party's wishes because they had went in saying don't touch anything decided to try to swipe a uh, an artifact that would help her try to communicate with her sister the dragon noticed the rest of the party did not mm-hmm. and so they had to fight the dragon and we nearly died um and so afterwards the fallout was you know the, she had to basically make amends with the rest of the party because of what she had pulled and put them in danger mm-hmm. so Things like that, like, it's, you generally out of game, check in to be like, guys, this is what she would do. Yeah. And, like, I, you know, are you are you okay with it? Because it's still within the story. Unless, so, the uh, derailing-wise, a different version of that could be, I'm going to ride the dragon and just go out and find my sister. <clears throat> That's completely derailing the the story as a in yeah. totality, right? And not everyone's going to be on board with that. So, fine line. Got it. Fine line. But generally, you do. You know, um, <clears throat> there's times where you are faced with a decision that mechanically out of game. You know, going heading into a uh, <laughs> a dungeon room there's probably traps but if your character is not built to be intelligent they're not gonna make uh you know they're not gonna check for traps right so they're just gonna walk in so that's not to your best advantage as a player because your character is probably gonna get hurt Mm -hmm. but that's that's kind of what your character would do that's so interesting yeah fine line cool Mm -hmm. 
So that is how we met and became good friends. Yeah. Um, but Nikki, we wanted to ask you like how you got into all things paranormal and dove right into this spooky <laughs> community right with us. Oh, yeah. Um, so I've always kind of had a sense of supernatural. Not myself personally, but people around me have had, you know, gifts that they've been able to commune with the dead. And um, my mom has had experiences and I had never had any until I started to be more kind of in my teenage years. And then, you know, have since then really kind of sought them out. Um, and I'm going to tell some of my, I'm going to tell the mom story that kind of got me into it at first. And then I'm going to tell like my personal one that really just like sticks out to me, but supernatural really helped drive me to really enjoy the paranormal. Cause at first, you know, paranormal can be really terrifying you don't know (laughs) you just it's you don't know what it is Mm -hmm. and so that people can't deal with the unknown right and so how you kind of cope with that is your brain tries to make those connections to say is this something I know or am I just okay with not knowing what this is so I've been able to make peace with that and really that has propelled me to be more interested in searching out either answers or just having those experiences. Awesome. That's very cool. Yeah, I think you're probably the person in my life that I know who's had the most experiences with the paranormal. Yeah, and I, it's funny, I know a medium, so I tend oh, to like Like a her. friend? She, she, or, uh, she actually works on my um, nails. Oh, yeah. Does what? she do, re- like, co- does she do readings for people like as um, a service? So she, uh, how do how to put this? She doesn't do readings as a service. She mm. just has that gift. So she legitimately, you know, accepts that she has this gift mm. and sometimes has to kind of deal with it. And she doesn't really try to benefit off of the services because. You know, she's kind of made peace with it in her own way. It's something you mm-hmm. can't really turn off. So how did you, like, learn that she was a medium? Did she, like, just kind of be like, so I'm getting a strong vibe. <laughs> like, so <laughs> How did that come? So my parents own a salon. Uh, and Oh, that's right. Yeah. And okay. ever since they had a salon being open there's been some supernatural activity that's existed. And so this person wasn't with them at first. She was hired, you know, maybe 10 years down the line. Mm -hmm. And then she was able to start telling them who was haunting the salon. And so they moved locations, maybe 10, they've been open for a long time. Um, 10 years ago and so when they moved to the new location they thought that they were going to you know they thought it was the space that was being haunted no no Mm. it it followed them oh my god and so (laughs) someone at you know that works there has some sort of spirit attached to them and we don't know we honestly don't know who it is like she you know there it's a little girl ghost um Mm. that apparently follows and so there are these, there are certain, she, she calls them seeds. 
um, she wraps it in a tiny little square, and mm-hmm. apparently they help to keep the ghosts from going into certain areas. So they put them above the doorways uh, to the main portion of the salon in the new space, but it still leaves the bathrooms unattended. Right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so whenever uh, I used to help my parents clean the salon, and so whenever uh, I'd have to clean the bathrooms by myself, I just, like couldn't stay in there for too long because I'm like, oh, okay, like little girls, you know, I know she's not going to hurt me, but it's creepy. a little... I know, little kid yeah. spirits are so creepy and sad. Yeah, like it mm-hmm. makes me sad, right? Um, yeah. And there was definitely one time I was cleaning the men's restroom and I was hearing like as uh, like lullaby being hummed <gasps> and I was no. like, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. I'm like, thank you, but no thanks. <laughs> Oh my god! Does, does um, your friend know like the girl's story mm-hmm. or anything about her history? Just knows it's a little girl. Yeah. Wow. wow. So mm-hmm. we don't we don't know how she's kind of stuck around for all these years. But I feel she like knows. if it's sing or if she's singing lullabies, that sounds like like an old ghost. You know? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Like yeah. back when From people used days. to sing lullabies, mm-hmm. lullabies to lullabies. their kids. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So well, I wanna go. I mean. Shout out Amy, my nail tech, but I kind of, I I kind of want to go get my nails done by this woman. What's her name? Wendy. Wendy. Wendy's great. Um, She, she's, she always wears really amazing makeup and I refer to her as a glamazon. So she's (sighs) super tall, wears like really high heels to make her even taller. I love that. Short bobbed black hair with a purple in it and just like is fabulous. Wow. I love tall Shout women. Shout out Wendy. That's amazing. <laughs> and she, she always has, so I mean nail techs it's good to have your nails done because you're advertising yourself, yes. right? But she always has like really long acrylics and she does nails with the really long That's acrylics. That's so which is crazy. I can barely do anything with my nails yeah, if they're exactly. like like not even that much longer than my little nubs. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, but yeah, she, she is really cool. Uh, she told me one time that is so one of the stories. So she has another medium friend and she's very famous. Um, I, I want to say that Jennifer Love Hewitt, that show, whatever that is, um, is based on, is based off of this wow. medium. Yeah. Oh. Like, <clears throat> so it was really, uh, interesting to kind of hear her stories, but that medium does the work for a living and she's been able to help spirits pass on and things like that. So she gets hired to help clear the spirits to go wow. onto the other side. Oh my God. That's so, so which meaningful. Is, yeah. 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 So Wendy's really good friends with her. And so they, they've met a couple times like over the years. And so she's told me each time about the experience and things like that. But one of the stories I remember Wendy telling me uh, that sticks out in my mind is she was driving and she is behind a you know car waiting in traffic and someone in her right passenger seat is next to her and it's a gentleman in a suit and she just kind of she talks with him and says you know hello you know how are you and he's like i'm heading i'm heading that way and she realized that the car in front of her was a hearse. <gasps> no. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, I just got chills on my, Me too. my arm hairs. <laughs> so. Oh no. And I'm like, oh, that's oh, interesting. God. Oh my good god. 
I don't know how I would deal if I had that gift. I again, you I, can't turn it off, right? So it's. I it, guess you just have to like yeah, learn to live to with terms it. with it. Yeah, and <sighs> and she's had spirits kind of nag her to try to communicate like they just don't know yeah and so she kind of there's there's methods that she has to kind of try to work that out i really wonder like how spirits know who are mediums and like how they can approach them because you know when you're watching like the long island medium or whatever show it is yeah and th- every time they talk to somebody you know say what you will about mediums and their shows and but like the true real mediums if they can actually, like, contact whoever they're interviewing, like, their loved ones, mm. how are the, like, every single person's loved ones able to find this specific person? Right. I don't know. I feel like they must have some sort of aura around them. Yeah. Like, that was, there was a Chatty Broads podcast episode, and they had someone on who was an aura reader. I feel like there must be something about that where spirits are, like, drawn to the people that have those gifts. Yeah. Yeah. I 100% agree. It is, it has to be something that we just don't feel, but they do. Yeah. And whether that is a belief that they exist and that draws or legitimately there is this other world energy that people exude and, you know, it's a different signal, if if you want to call it that, different mm. channel that's turned on that some people don't have. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. I think a medium is like... I would I would talk to a medium, but I don't think I could ever talk to a psychic. I'm the same exact way. I don't want to. I don't, wanna, I don't, really, need, I don't yeah. need to know my future, but I yeah. do. Would I would love to talk with my grandmas or like my aunt, mm-hmm. yeah, or whoever else is out there. But I don't mm-hmm. need to know my future. I feel like it'd be interesting to host a medium on the podcast. Yeah. Yes. That, I mean, God, that would be like, like the ideal. dream. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've had a couple mediums reach out to us. One was oh, like really? the uh, like uh, the one we talked about in episode three. Mm-hmm. The one who talked about yeah. my grandma that oh, yeah, who yeah, I yeah. saw and mm-hmm. said that she was now a spirit guide for my cousin's Aww. kids. Yeah. Um, but then we've <laughs> we've also had a couple mediums reach out to us and then start like reading our palms and then saying oh, yeah. and then saying like okay if you want the full reading send <laughs> yeah, us twenty dollars yeah. <laughs> yeah. and I was like ah uh, bye yeah <laughs> yeah um so you know again shout out mediums if you're no. listening hit us up <laughs> I would love to get read by a medium but I would I wouldn't know how to vet a medium yeah. or like how to find a, a legit one I feel online. like it's well, if you're so in it, if you're in it and like getting read, I feel like you could tell probably yeah. if they're like if they like can sense something or they're talking about something that nobody else would know or like there's, yeah. But like if it's just generic, like I'm feeling that there's somebody close to you. <laughs> yeah, like, like if they're trying to draw the information out of you, then yeah, you can kind of tell like they're probably not as uh, you know in tune not as legit. right. Yeah, yeah, not not as in tune. But like say. You know, now that this information is out there, you know, it's possible that they would have found it. But say, like, you're talking to a medium and then they say the thing about your grandpa's love for circus peanuts. Yeah, exactly. That's only something that you dreamt about and didn't even know yourself. I know. Mm -hmm. That I would definitely take as a sign. that My mom went to a medium years Mm -hmm. and years and years ago. um, And it was this old woman somewhere in Maryland and she didn't have, like, a lot of advertisement about her services, like, in papers or whatever mm-hmm. before the internet was a thing. Mm-hmm. But she said this one was so popular amongst the, like, community of people who believe in, like, the other world and spirits and stuff like that. You would have to go to her house and park your car 
and sit there overnight so that you could be like first in line to go see her during the day. And she has never once told me what this medium told her, but she said she was like, I can tell you this woman was legitimate and like revealed things about me that I had never told a single soul. (gasps) And she won't tell me what she said or like who she talked to. Is she still active? I don't know. I'm going over after we record today to help my mom set up Halloween stuff. Of course. Yeah. And um, I'm going to try to ask her again, like, what that was like, because it just sounded like some random old woman. So she's probably dead. Um, <laughs> but I know. But I was like, that's ex- that's exactly what I want to do. Like, because yeah. you walk in, like, Georgetown, um, like, on M Street, there are all these signs for, like, psychic readings. Right. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, well. And psychic mm-hmm. readings are different than mediums. Exactly. Right? You know? And also, they're so subjective, because on the path you currently are on, Right, is generally how people can read your future. Mm-hmm. But any number of factors can change that. So, it, you know, you get a reading, right? But it can change the next day. Right. Exactly. That's just exactly how tarot is, too. I got a tarot card reading in New Orleans. Mm. And it was, it, it was definitely, like, a not legit operation. If you ever need me to read you, I got you. Ooh. Yeah. That would be fun. So that's, next that's another thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. would be amazing. That's another thing that I feel has opened me more to spiritual connections has been tarot. Mm. Not because of the connotations behind what tarot could mean, right? It's more of I'm open to receiving signs from the universe and so I'm not necessarily looking, but I'm open to receiving. And Mm. so I think because of that, I've been able to have more supernatural experiences because of that. Yeah. I think definitely if you're more open to it, it's going to happen more. Yeah. Organically. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're going to notice things that are signs or might be super paranormal that you otherwise might dismiss or try to debunk. Exactly. Explain away. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, do you want to get into some of your experiences? Sure. I'm so excited. To I hear know. These. Me too. <laughs> I think I've heard some of them. Is the is the one from your mom about the hotel? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This one's good. Okay. I've yeah. heard none of these, so I'm very excited. Okay. So she was. Uh, she's a hairstylist for mm-hmm. a you know living. Uh, so she went to Canada with her friend and who was also at the salon at the time. For a hair show. And the hotel that they were staying in at the time was not actually a hotel. It was a almost a and b bed and breakfast, in a Victorian house. The dream. Yeah, wow. Well, well uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> <The> nightmare. <laughs> dream in theory, right? Uh, so they're, they're checking in and everything, and so everything seems normal. They go to the hair show, have a good time. They come back. It's really late. The way that the loft is set up, the room, um, think of it as a traditional apartment where there's, you know, opposite ends are where the rooms are, and in the middle is the living space. <clears throat> and so... And then there's a kitchen, basically. Mm -hmm. The room itself um, that my mom was staying in, nothing out of the ordinary. It was really late. So they come back, and she's pretty tired. And so they're, you know, telling each other goodnight. And my mom goes into the room and starts getting ready. And it is pitch black. There's, (laughs) There's no light or anything that really would be able to cr- crack through. It is just dark. Mm. 
And so a light turns on. And my mom's like, oh, you know, uh, my friend must be just in the kitchen, uh, you know, trying to get a snack or water or something. Mm. And and it turns off. And it turns back on. And it turns back off. Mm. And it turns back mm. on. And it turns back off. Wait, like how... How much time was passing in between it turning on and off? Was it, like, flickering, or was it, like... So, at first, it was seemed normal, and then it started to flicker. <gasps> and so, my mom's like, oh, that's really weird. And <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> so, and then it stops. Like, it doesn't go on for that long. And she's like, okay, I'm going to go to sleep now. And so, she lays in bed, and uh, it's probably, what, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning... And she, the door is closed. She hears it creak open. No. And nothing's there. A barbarian. <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she hears a man deep sigh. No. Like, <sighs> and then there's heavy footsteps, mm. right, that walk into the room. Like, there's boots on. Oh, and Mr. I'm, boots! Sorry. <laughs> Connections everywhere. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> and then my mom, at this point, is frozen in her bed because... I don't know, oh like, my what God, I would do. What would you do? I well, I think I would I, run to turn on a light or something. I don't... Or would I... Would you be... You would think. Okay, right? did you... Okay, so, wait. What was your mom's first thought? Was she thinking that there was an intruder, or was she automatically like, I think this is a ghost? It's pitch black, so she doesn't know at this point. But either way, like, she is staying still because maybe she won't be seen because she's under the covers at this point. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 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 <laughs> so this is the best part. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> she feels a figure. Sit on the bed. No. And she physically gets rolled over <gasps> on the bed because of how heavy it is. Like, yeah. does, does it, like, move her? Or, or just the, no, the no, weight? No, the weight. The, the weight. Like, she's sitting, already on her, like, she's, side. So let's she, say she's on the right side, right? This ghost sits on the left and is so heavy and weighed down the bed so much that she rolled <sighs> onto that side. Oh, my God. And so she's feeling an indent of a figure in the bed, but nothing's there. It's just the figure. Mm-hmm. And at this point, she's like, she's trying to say help, and nothing's coming out. It's like, oh my God. Help, right? Oh my and God. cannot physically call for help because she, she's so scared. Okay, so it's not that she was trying and it wasn't coming out. It was no, like that she, so couldn't, she couldn't speak. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, eventually, uh, she is able to get out of bed and goes into the living room. And, you know, she cannot sleep for the rest Mm -mm. of the night. Um, Did she wake her friend up? Yeah. And, uh, but actually, she didn't wake her friend up. She just kind of went into the living room. Uh Man, I'd be waking your ass up so fast. (laughs) Fuck out of here. Um, (laughs) We gotta go! (laughs) And so, she, you know, she stays in the living room, the, like, that night. Right. Mm. The next morning, um, she goes back into her room to like get ready, uh, and she's she didn't sleep all night, and so she comes back out, and her friends there, and at the same time, both of them are like, "I have something to tell you. Something <gasps> weird happened." 
And so my mom told her side and the friend had said, oh, I thought the lights in the kitchen were you. And then I had someone mess with the fireplace in my room. Like how so? Like sparks. Mm, <gasps> that's dangerous. Yeah. Fire hazard. <laughs> yeah. And so it was really, really interesting. Um to, to hear that both of them kind of yeah. had that uh, experience, a different one. So they go downstairs to check out, and they're like, hey, hotel person, um, there isn't a, you know, she, I think she was asking, like, uh, the hotel person was asking, how did, you know, you get, you know, how was your sleep? Yeah. And they're like, oh, we didn't. And she's like, what? <laughs> and, and they're like, uh, yeah, we had some visitors last night. And she's like, Oh, was it the 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 man? <gasps> they know. And yeah, they so they knew know. and they didn't say anything. Oh my god. And they were like, "Oh my god, what the heck?" And apparently there's a an older, heavy-set Victorian gentleman mm-hmm. that's there that he he works hard and will sleep on the beds. There's a an old Victorian white woman. Mm-hmm. Um that just kind of goes around the fireplaces and likes to mess with them. Mm-hmm. And then they have also a little Victorian girl. Oh, my God. There's always a little Victorian yeah, girl. girl. They were yeah. dying left and right back then. <laughs> oh, yeah. So. Wow. That was my very first story that I was told as far as what, uh, paranormal. <clears throat> when did this happen to her? Like, where, where does she have you guys, like, you kids yet? Or oh, was this? no, this was before I was born. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. She's been doing hair for a long time. Wow. I'm trying to imagine what I would do. I, I don't think I could I, stay I, there. I, I, yeah. But I wonder how or long I would, I would feel frozen to my bed. Yeah. I don't think I'd, because I, I think I'd be too scared to move, because what if something happened while I, like, my, my, my whole thing is I need to have my back covered at all times, mm. like, when we're watching a scary movie, I have mm-hmm. to, I can't be like sitting up with nothing on my back. My mm-hmm. back has to be covered. So mm-hmm. I'd be so scared to get out of my bed where I could be like on my back. Yeah. And just have my well, back exposed. Like when I saw my grandma, I buried myself under the covers and mm-hmm. didn't come out for the rest of the night. Yeah. And I feel like if I had been alone, I probably would have done the same thing. Like if I had been where her mom was. Mm. But at the same time, I was with Jonathan when that happened and I didn't like crawl into his bed or anything. Yeah. I was just frozen in my bed. So like, I don't even know if I could have got, like if we had gone together, I don't think I could have gotten up to go get you. Like, I think yeah. I would have just been frozen. I know. I don't know. We need some like life alert buttons or something. Like, <laughs> contact each other in terms of like, emergency. Like a, it starts beeping. It's like, I'm seeing a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Come save me. That is terrifying. Honestly, that would be smart for ghost hunts though. Cause then like yeah. you could run to that other person. Like the ghost voice. alert. The ghost I mean, alert obviously button. you'd have to rig it so it's not calling the you know EMS instead. It's just <laughs> yeah. calling each other. But still. it's like you have a life alert button and a ghost <laughs> alert button. Make sure you don't mix them up. <laughs> wow, that's that so that scary. Is, so that was the first story you ever heard. Yes, from and your mom. so how old were you when she told you this story? Oh. Like, were you a little, a little youngin? Yeah, I was probably 12, I'd say. Oh, wow. So yeah. that probably had a huge impact on you. Oh, yeah. Like a little kid. Yeah. And I automatically, I was scared of ghosts at that point, right? Mm-hmm. And so when my first experience happened to me when I was 15 and a half-ish, 
Um, and I, I'll tell you why I remember exactly when it happened. <laughs> but um, I I was really scared, but then, you know, was able to move past that. So mm-hmm. my very first paranormal experience was when I was 15 and a half because I was getting my driver's license. I was in the middle of having my temporary license. And so I was practicing driving. I was driving my, uh, when we were younger, my parents had to work. So some of the weekends we would go to my grandmother's house. And this is the same grandmother's house that I told you guys about earlier. The one that has something upstairs. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, Grandma Fisher. Yep. Grandma Fisher. Gma. And so, so she was helping me get hours for my temporary license. And so I was driving um, to her house and uh, she has a, a little, you know, some people have knickknacks like on their window mm-hmm. or their uh, or many plants. Yes. <laughs> uh, so she has a little scrunch, uh, hair scrunchie, uh, blue and purple, uh, very soft and has some hair on it. Um, and it's from my my cousin. So my cousin, uh, she she passed away. Uh, she was um she had cerebral palsy and was in a wheelchair and only half of her brain was ever formed. And so my grandma always, who's a very religious woman, as I had said in the past, was always calling her like the saint of the family. Mm. So I'm driving and Liana passed away when she was in her teens. Like she didn't make it to 20. Mm. And so I'm driving on this road and I get a weird feeling and I'm, I'm about to pass through a light. Right. And I'm, I'm still, it's, you know, green and and then it turns yellow Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I could go, but something tells me like to stop. Mm -hmm. So I slam on the brakes. My grandma's in my, my passenger side and my brother's behind me. And, you know, I stopped just in time. Nobody was in front of me. And all of a sudden I see a semi turn (gasps) left in front of me oh. where and we would have gotten t-boned i just oh, got chills oh my god and i've heard the story before <laughs> yeah oh my god so i was really weird and i'm like okay yeah uh that was a close call and so we go to my grandma's house and you know have cookies and all that good stuff that grandma usually gives you right mm-hmm. um and the way that we would sleep in her house um we wouldn't go upstairs. Right. <laughs> uh, so we would just camp out in her living room. So when you walk in, it's, you know, a square room. Uh, on either side are couches. Mm. Um, so I'd stay on the further couch and my brother would stay on the closer couch to where the entrance is. And then on the very right side uh, is a toy bin. And, uh, you know, she has over 10 grandchildren and uh, I don't I couldn't even tell you how many I think maybe like 28 to 32 is what she what she's at right now oh my gosh yeah uh (laughs) that's a great grandchildren too yeah so a big family so she has toys for you know whenever people come over so that way they can be entertained so I'm falling asleep it's dark in the room but there's some light that comes in from the outside um but it's it's still dim so i'm you know 
falling asleep, everything's normal. And then all of a sudden I hear in Cookie Monster's voice, me drive, me drive, me drive car. <gasps> no. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. And oh I am frozen. <sighs> I cannot move. I am terrified. And I am questioning if I really just heard that or not. And my tiny little, you know, 15 and a half year old self is like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, that did not just happen. And I'm waiting to hear if anything moves, if anything mm. shifts, and nothing happens. And I'm waiting, waiting to see if I hear anything else and nothing else. So once I finally work up the courage to get up out of where I'm staying, I run past where I think where I heard the noise come from, which was the toy bin. Mm. And I and, you know, go into the hallway behind that wall uh, to go wake my grandma. And so I wake her up and I'm like, Grandma, Grandma, a toy went off. And she's like, what? And I'm like, something, you know, is here. And she's so she gets up and because I'm freaked out. And mm-hmm. we're look so you know we turn on the light. Lucas is still sleeping. You know that's my brother, uh-huh. um, and he, he's fine. Like we we just kind of like turn the the dim lights on right in the the kitchen, mm-hmm. and you know we go over to look at the toy bin, and I'm thinking at this point, oh, well, the toy's got to be buried underneath because if something must have moved, like, some sort of movement in the house, like, or to, on the house, you know, made it shift and, and it hit the button. No, no, it's sitting right on top. <gasps> oh nothing nothing on top of it. Nothing could have just, you know. So, oh. so the toy itself, when we bring it out and put it on the table to look at it mm. and observe it, it's a Sesame Street toy it's a driving steering wheel. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have the little wheel, you have a couple buttons, you have a little, like, uh, gear shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's a really cute toy. Um, Elmo is the horn. <laughs> and I still remember him saying, like, beep, beep coming through. And then there's, like, Big Bird and, you know, some others. And then there's Cookie Monster. And Cookie mm. Monster is my favorite. And Cookie Monster says me drive car. And that's that's what it says. And so I'm looking at this thing and grandma's like, you know, this is the one that, you know, went off. And I'm like, yeah. And we realized that even if had even if something had hit it, it would have said me drive car, me drive car, me drive car, as in it was being held constantly. Yeah. But <gasps> no, it said me drive, me drive, me drive car, which means something was, was pressing the button oh my God. over and over to make it sound like that. <sighs> so oh God. I'm to this day, I'm convinced that it was Liana. Mm-hmm. Because, one, her essence is in that car, specifically. This isn't the first time that she's been known to help people with driving. Um, My father driving, you know, no essence in that car, right? Mm. But my father driving home um, late at night. He used to DJ at a bowling alley. Oh, my God. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. And so (laughs) when he was driving home, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning... Mm. Obviously, even if even if it was a half an hour drive, he was tired and so like would occasionally start to to doze Mm -hmm. and the radio would, you know, 
go staticky, like really loud, yeah. and but still, even then, like still doze. And then he would feel kicks in the back of his seat. No. As in someone was making sure that he could not fall asleep. And he's alone in the car. Oh, my God. Yeah. So we think that she specifically, because she never got to drive herself, um, is watching out for us and vehicles specifically. Um, I want to say that it was, you know, she was she would get transported in vans and things like that. I think my cousin told me once, uh, and that was her sister, mm-hmm. that she really loved to go for car rides. Oh. Like, it was a really fun thing for her. And so we just assume that that's what happened, that she kind of protected. She gave me a little notice. And at the time, I didn't really have that sense, but that's kind of when it started to develop was it then. Wow. And I stopped and saved both my grandma and... I and my brother from getting T-boned, probably really hurt, if not killed. Yeah, I mean, a mm-hmm. semi-truck. Yeah. Sure. And and they were flying, too. Like, they, they were trying to run the... They ran the red. Yeah. So I would have been... We would have been entirely crushed. Oh, my God. And I... You, to this day, I think she, that's what she was telling me. We happened to have a toy that literally said exactly what, you know, she needed to say. Mm-hmm. And she s- said she drove the car. And that's yeah. what I felt was weird. I believe yeah. that, too. How beautiful, too, that your first personal encounter with the paranormal was with somebody, like, who was who you loved and was your family and, like, was protecting you. Yeah. As opposed to something, like, really traumatic and scary. Right, like, That's right. so beautiful. Yeah, and at the time, I was oh, I'm sure you're very mind, scared, yes. right? But, <laughs> yeah, yeah it, is, it is a beautiful thing to know that there's, you know, someone watching out, right? And sh- I know that I'm not the only one that she watches out for mm-hmm. either. So she kind of spreads the love uh, amongst the family, so... She's like your guys' guardian angel. Exactly, yeah. So I 100% believe my grandma when she says, oh, yeah, she's our, you know, patron saint yeah. of the Fishers. I'm Absolutely. like, yep, yep, 100%. That is the case. Wow. That's so. a really beautiful wow. story. Should we get into your ghost hunting specifically? Oh. Or do you have more paranormal, like, encounters? I, I don't. Whatever you want to tell us, like, we are ear ears. Yeah, yeah I, I don't have any more personal encounters mm-hmm. uh, that until we talk about, like, the ghost encounters yeah. okay. and the ghost yeah. hunting. Yeah, we can get so. into the ghost hunting. Yeah. But before you get into, like, the specific ghost stories or ghost hunting stories, do you want to tell us, like, how you got into it? I know, like, you've been oh, into the paranormal. New, yeah, it's a new thing. Oh, it's new, it's relatively yeah, new? Yeah. Okay. Um, I had always been inter- like, supernatural just gets me. It's the gateway drug into everything paranormal. <laughs> yeah, that's it really is. Um, so, you know, I've always told my mom, because uh, my, so my mom and dad watch it with me, too, mm-hmm. because, of course, I, of course they do. And so, <laughs> so uh, I've always been telling my mom, I'm like, I want to go on a ghost hunting adventure and be like Sam and Dean, because I feel like that would just be so much fun to really kind of put myself in the mindset of the characters and really just appreciate what they did in the show even though it's fake, but, <laughs> you know, living out the, the fantasy, right? And so I've been telling my mom that since junior year of high school that I'm like, man, I want to go on a ghost hunting trip. And I never really had the opportunity to indulge myself until my girlfriend and I went to Gettysburg this past June. Oh, wow. So very recently. Very recently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Although I told Betsy, I think earlier that I wanted to plan a trip. I've been trying to get Betsy to go to the Ohio Mansfield Reformatory with me. And I told you I would do it like, like I do a normal 
old. T- t- I can't. I can't stay. You would. Yeah. I yeah. Can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want Betsy to stay overnight with oh me because that's that. when they do the the actual See, ghost hunting. But Nikki is scared to do Markovs, but then we'll do like actual what? ghost hunting and. I don't need things touching me. Well, the ghost, the ghost is going to touch, touch you. you. No, the ghost never touched me when I went for Gettysburg. Okay, so but Gettysburg and, like, Ohio State Reformatory, I feel like, are two different yeah, kinds yeah. of that's, um, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, a men's prison may be a little different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that's generally kind of, it's relatively new, but ever since my experiences at Gettysburg, I'm just kind of addicted and want to plan my next trip. I want to go to New Orleans. Oh, yeah. We've been talking about that, too. Southern road trip. Yeah. New Orleans is very, I didn't do any ghost hunting type things there, but I, New Orleans is very fun. And yeah. And a lot of just. Dead people. Dead people. <laughs> spooky yeah. vibes. Yeah. New Orleans uh. is great. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so, and I feel like you could do several trips to New Orleans, one of them completely being spooky and haunted. Like, I kind of want to go back to Charleston. Yeah. Or we, Savannah. We, we, Savannah we ta- is also yeah. very haunted. We were talking about Southern Road Trip hitting the trifecta of Charleston, Savannah, and New Orleans. Yeah. yeah. Oh, A dream so trip. Haunted. Yeah, that would be amazing. I definitely would want to join. You yes. should. <laughs> we <laughs> actually need to make it happen. Like, yeah. we need to not but just not talk about it. But not during the summer because... No, because no. we'll be swamp oh, ass we'll be the dying. whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, God. No, but it has to be, like, a fall trip kind of thing. Or, yeah. fall or, or even, spring. like, we could do, like, yeah, like, like early spring. spring. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't want to be in New Orleans with Mardi Gras. Because no. I feel like no. that'd be insane. No, it would no. be awful. Yeah. No. So we'd maybe have to go, like, right after... It happens. Yeah, because then and there's then no build up, way up. Yeah, because you might as mm-hmm. well work your way up, right? So yeah. start in New Orleans and then go, like, uh, South Carolina, Georgia, mm-hmm. or Georgia, South Carolina, I guess it would be, and then yeah. back to Virginia. Yeah, so. that would be so fun. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> didn't you, wait, didn't you also recently go to Eastern State and you said it was kind of lame? Yes. <gasps> no, oh, yeah. Really? I can talk about that, too. I've watched several Ghost Hunters episodes on Eastern State, and, like, they had their live Halloween special. Is it lame? It's lame. <gasps> That's so sad, because I feel like it's built up to be fucking terrifying. I know. Yeah. I agree, which is why <gasps> I'm like, oh, I'm so hyped to go in yeah. here. I will say, caveat, I went during the day, like, in the evening, right before it closed, but still. Even so, you didn't feel creeped out at all? Oh, I mean, it was creepy. Yeah. But it wasn't like... I. I had asked the people that were there that were, you know, workers. I'm like, have you had any paranormal experiences? And they're like, no. And I'm like, what? What? (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know if I believe, like, I'm sure it's slightly haunted, but the people that were on shift that day did not have any paranormal experiences. So I don't know, like. I feel like it's touted as, like, one of the most haunted places in the United States. And they're, so I will say, too. I know. They are renovating the psych ward right now. Okay. When I went, they they it wasn't open, but they were trying to get it prepped so people could. Mm-hmm. And they do, uh, they kind of, with the, the Ohio Mansfield Reformatory in uh, Columbus, or just outside of Columbus, it's in Mansfield, mm-hmm. um, also do this sort of activity. They make it into a haunted house. So Eastern State also does a haunted walkthrough. Yeah. But it's it's very much, you know, like 
Markov's yeah. in the sense of, you know, you, you go there to get scared. I feel it's like, not an actual ghost tour. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I feel like I would be even more on edge to do one of those in an actual haunted place. Because mm-hmm. you could get, like, the fake and the real. Yeah. Okay. yeah you don't yeah. know which is which. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Yeah. You would definitely have a little bit more anxiety because if no one ends up being around you, then you know it's like, <laughs> oh my god, could you imagine, like, looking around and you realize you're alone in no. one of those no. things? Like, where'd my friends no. go? No! <laughs> Wait, so you said the Eastern State was under construction when you were there? Or part just, of it was? Just the part, yeah. Okay. Just the psych ward. Because they wanted to reopen it. Isn't it true that construction keeps away, or true, I don't know if it's actually true, but isn't it believed that construction keeps away spirits, which is why, like, the Winchester house was famously always under construction, because it was supposed to ward off the... Which is interesting, because I've heard the opposite. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so, well, maybe it's just depending on the structure. Like, mm-hmm. spirits, you know... Uh, like when they die, supposedly, right? Um, they're used to the structure in which they died in, mm-hmm. right? So oh, if anything gets added on, yeah, yeah of course they're not going to know where to go because it's new and yeah. mm-hmm. they never lived through it. Okay. Um, what was that? Noise? That was my father. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we were both like <laughs> mysterious popping noises. Yeah. <laughs> um, But what I've heard is if a house is being, you know, like, renovated or there's new additions, sometimes ghosts can get disturbed by that and they'll actually become more active and mess with the site because they don't want it to change. That makes more sense. Like, the logic of that. Yeah. So, but I, you know, while Eastern State was creepy for sure definitely worth the visit just for the history and it really uh they have a modern twist to it so uh what i didn't know this before but what i learned at the prison was that we in the united states have the most incarcerated people Mm -hmm. um that unfortunately is not shocking yeah yeah yeah. and they have physical graphs of like what the difference is between countries and you're like oh my god it just smacks you the prison industrial complex is very very real yes yeah so so it's still worth the visit, mm-hmm. um, but just not for, you know, ghostly things. It is very, very uh, old and creepy. Mm-hmm. And I still, let me see. I think I have some pictures oh, or yes, at least please. one picture. Yes. And <laughs> so, you know, and it's, I think it's generally the ones that people mostly like uh, show. Let's see. Oh my God. Yeah, that's creepy. <laughs> Oh, I hate that. Yeah, and that's oh. in the daytime. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so some of the exhibits too. It was cool. They have you walking down the prison cell, and so they do this at uh, the Mansfield Reformatory as well. They'll play sounds of what it would be like, you know, wow. you know, men jeering and and mm-hmm. talking at you and being aggressive, and so they kind of put you in an immersive experience at both places. Which I haven't done it at Ohio Mansfield, um, but I did it at Eastern State, and it was. Uh, you know it made you feel like you were there right so it was very interesting and very historical and i love historical stuff mm-hmm. so yeah. it was worth the visit for sure but the ohio mansfield reformatory i have not been to and i'm from ohio um and i still need to to make my way over there but I'm going to read a little bit from uh, BBC actually did a report on it um, a couple years ago. And so I'm going to read some excerpts from that. So 
The building opened in 1896 with the goal of offering young male nonviolent first-time offenders the chance of rehabilitation rather than condemning them to the state penitentiary in Columbus. The community was so proud of its new progressive institution that the local Rickland Shield and Banner newspaper declared the groundbreaking Mansfield's Greatest Day, lauding the reformatory for its steps toward prison reform. There was a charter school on the grounds, and inmates were trained in everything from woodworking to farming, said Ron Puff, one of the reformatory's head tour guides. They even produced their own food. At first, recidivism rates among former inmates were as low as 10% to 15%, but laws changed, and that system fell apart and became more of a standard prison. In the 1970s, in fact, the reformatory was declared as a maximum security prison, and it developed a reputation for what activists called brutalizing inhumane conditions. The Hole, made famous in Shawshank Redemption, was based on a real place, an area where inmates who were deemed in need of more severe punishment were placed in solitary confinement and made to sleep on concrete floors. Today, you can climb down into the hole in the guts of the reformatory and visit the hole. Even years after the last prisoner left, it evokes a cold, dark horror. When the reformatory finally ceased operation in 1990, after decades of protests, the Ohio State officials wanted to tear it down. But before that could happen, Shawshank location scouts took an interest in the building, drawing on its architecture. It's a combination of Victorian, Gothic, Richardsonian, Romanesque, and Queen Anne that includes high arched windows and elegant turrets. It was because the sh- of Shawshank, Puff said, that the building was saved. So basically the movie Shawshank Redemption saved Ohio Mansfield Reformatory from wow. being tear- torn down. Wow. Fortunately, after the movie was made, preservationists were able to talk with the state who determined that the front half of the building containing cell blocks and the administration area would not be torn down. And then a cottage tourism industry has sprung, sprung up around the film, and it reaches well beyond the former prison. And then there's different trails that you can go around. You can see all of, you know, that related Shawshank kind of lore. Uh, they have different things you can do around there now. It's become its little wow. bubble of tourism. Uh, but at the center of it all, it's the Ohio State Reformatory. You don't find buildings built this way anymore, especially prisons. So preservationist goal was to save and preserve the site and the history of reform. They wanted people to remember what we had going on here in Mansfield. And actually, several of the guides are former inmates. Whoa. One of them was there in the 1960s and another was there in the 1980s. So their tours are a little different because they were in the same cell block but under different laws. And most can give uh, different history better than most and so saying you know walking through the cell blocks right uh with someone that once lived there offers a powerful reminder of the building's past but now when the darkness and whispers of restless spirits become too much visitors can do what prisoners couldn't stroll right out the front doors Uh, oh man i just looked it up on google images Mm -hmm. uh and have you seen pictures of it yeah yeah i'm like yeah floored it's yeah. beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's like yeah. which makes eerie, it even though. more disturbing. It's like yes. beautifully, beautifully airy and haunted. Yes, <laughs> like, like it these, looks haunted. These you know? pictures of like the cell blocks, all like oh, the, the paint yeah. all peeling. Mm-hmm. Wow, is- which is how Eastern <clears throat> State was too. Yeah, um, yeah. your. <laughs> Your guys's favorite uh, people visited there. <laughs> oh, of course, of course, of course they, they did. did. They're <laughs> everywhere. 
uh, Zach Baggins and his crew ghost adventures visited there. <laughs> we should watch that episode. Uh, yeah, I will. Oh, you should. Yeah. 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 Um, they did say uh, it was so I'm adding a little bit more to the history. It was mm-hmm. built on the site of a former Camp Mordecai Bartley, a training ground for Civil War soldiers. Mm-hmm. The local community and its political leaders enthusiastically campaigned for the building of reformatory and obviously it turned back into a prison. Um By the 1960s, it was getting crowded. Overpopulation breeds conflict and disease. They had to double the occupancy in death row cells, which is pretty crazy. And it at least one time resulted in an inmate's death. Uh, Morning checks, guards would notice prisoners missing from one of the cells. A prisoner's body was found broken and stuffed beneath a bunk. Ew, what? Yeah, it got real violent. Oh, my God. While the prison's day-to-day operations were enough to cast a shadow over the site, there were certain events guaranteed to cause a spike in activity. By the 1930s, uh, in the late 1930s, a riot broke out in the East Cell Block. The guards condemned 120 rioters to share 12 solitary confinement cells for a week without what? food or water. And for a week? A week. A so lot of people them had to stuff have died, right? Yeah, they said yeah. Uh, many were driven to madness and death. Oh. Right, but even like just being con- like the the elements and not having water and oh, food yeah. and yeah. yeah, being crammed. A hundred and fifty four thousand inmates passed through the gates of the Ohio State Reformatory. Many died of diseases like influenza and tuberculosis. Some went mad. Some hung themselves, and at least one inmate lit himself on fire. Oh, God. <gasps> Just outside oh God. the reformatory stand two hundred and fifteen number graves, a vivid testament of the harsh reality of prison. And then I'll read the little excerpt from you know Ghost Adventures yeah. what they posted. So the. Ghosts of these violent and maltreated men are not easily silenced. Visitors and tour guides have been pushed and punched by unseen forces. As with other haunted locations, many claim to feel an inexplicable chill while on prison grounds. Additionally, witnesses have heard cell doors slam and they've seen dark apparitions. Even the road leading to the Ohio State Reformatory seems haunted. Local legend suggests it's the ghost of Phoebe Wise, a notorious Mansfield hermit and eccentric. Whoa. And the prison offers tours. <laughs> so they have uh, they have specifically Shawshank-related tours. So mm-hmm. if you're more of a movie buff and want to go do that route, you can. And then they have haunted tours that they also do, do during the day. But what I've been wanting to do occasionally, and it's a little expensive, so that's why I haven't, you know... Uh, the trigger yet on it Mm -hmm. uh is you can stay overnight in the prison with all the ghost hunting equipment with a group and explore the prison you know there's certain places you can't go obviously um but they'll open it up a little bit more that you can go to these areas and do your hunting can you ghost hunt in the hole i think that is one of the options they have i have a list of the eight most haunted locations uh at the ohio state reformatory uh, on their website are you allowed to leave or do they lock you in i think they lock you in (laughs) oh my god yeah I mean, obviously, it's illegal. <laughs> listen, I'm sure you sign something. Listen, yeah, yeah, you, so yeah, you yeah. sign something, and if it really is like a medical emergency or things oh, yeah. like that, I'm sure they're gonna let you leave. I'm like, just there's no if way. You're too scared. Yeah. <laughs> Can you well, leave? Yeah. tap out, tap. Out. 
So here are some of the eight most haunted sites of the reformatory for anybody that wants to go that uh, will maybe go before I will. Uh, So number eight is East Wing, the first floor. It's the toilet room and East Showers. Apparently, this area lately has been pretty good for experiences and evidences. Rarely do they have a night where nobody experiences at least a few shadow shadow people down there. And this is straight from, like, their website. Yeah. Mm Uh, seven is third floor middle admin area. This is an area a lot of people go to. Uh, shadow people, audible voices, footsteps, and the feeling of not being alone is the norm in this room. There's a sub-basement you can go into. This area has produced pretty wild experiences and evidence. Uh, this area was even avoided when the building was still in operations. Oh, shit. So people didn't even want to go when it was open. Oh, my God. Which is fair. Okay, there is a Supernatural episode, uh, very early seasons, where they go into a mental asylum. You remember that one? Vaguely. Okay, there, the, the whole, the, the crux of the episode is when Sam goes down to the sub-basement. God. And then gets possessed. Oh, shit. Right? Okay. So I'm like... Tracks. I would not want to go to the sub basement. Yeah, no, <laughs> from there. Uh, number five is the chapel. This area has made many skeptics less skeptical lately. The ghosts have been getting grabby there. Ooh, in the chapel, all places. Yeah, that's what uh, always happens. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the West Attic. Uh, let's say a very well-known paranormal celebrity, I wonder who that is, had an experience up there and refused to go back in. I'm not going to say who it was. I'll just say that he grabbed his scarf and walked out. Now I want to watch the uh, the Ghost Avengers <laughs> episode to see if it was him. But, uh, yeah, I'd be curious to see. Uh, so West Attic is number four. Uh, the top three. Admin Basement. The, there seems to be two different entities down there. One is nice. The other is not. Mm. Number two is cell blocks, east and west. So those are what you can tour during the day, too, right? Mm -hmm. Seen areas bring grown men to tears. Many murders and suicides took place in this area. Mm. That's very sad. And also, from my understanding, the I mean, again, I want to go even if it's just during the day because it's supposed to be, like, super moving. Mm -hmm. The cell blocks are several stories high, and you should post a picture of Mm -hmm. what that Mm -hmm. looks like, because it's rows upon rows upon rows, and it's just super tall, so you can't can't even imagine how many people actually, you know, were there, stuck, right? And then number one, as you predicted, is the solitary confinement, the hole. This was the prison inside of the prison. Many men took their own lives while they were housed in this area. Yeah, I can imagine. So those are those are the top uh, places to go visit uh, at the Mansfield Reformatory. So I definitely want to go. I'm going to convince you to go at some point. I told you, I'll go and tour it during the day. (laughs) (laughs) And then when you stay for the ghost hunting, I'll say, ta-ta for now. I'm going to Cedar Point. (laughs) (laughs) Drives two and a half hours. (laughs) I would. I'd do that over getting possessed. Yeah, (laughs) getting punched. (laughs) Getting punched. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I I get why people would probably not want to go, especially women, would not want to go to the reformatory at night because you just don't know what the male ghosts would kind of go about to do. So, yeah. sounds terrifying. <laughs> it does. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so Gettysburg. Gettysburg. Sounds like these Gettysburg. ghosts were much more mundane and like. I mean, I mean, I'll let you get into it, I mean, but from what you've I told mean, they're me. civilized, yeah. yeah. Like, civilized. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure the ghosts at Ohio Mansfield, like, they're disgruntled. They're not necessarily going to be happy to no, be there. right. Versus these ghosts were in the middle of fighting, and, you know, your if your life gets taken quickly, I'm sure you don't even realize what happens to you. Right, right? yeah. Thinking, there's um, actually a lot of residual hauntings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I went to... So Gettysburg itself is really beautiful. Um, my girlfriend and I did the tour of the entire Gettysburg battlefield. It took us three hours. Wow. And that was us driving. People walk it. And I'm like, no. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, so it was, it was really cool. Uh, they took you to certain areas where it was, you know, the bloodiest. Um, there was one... Oh, gosh. There's one in particular that... It's called the Devil's Den. Oh. So uh, it's currently closed, but uh, essentially there was a lot of uh, erosion that they're now having to kind of deal with. It's a boulder-strewn hill on the south end of Hooks Ridge at Gettysburg Battlefield, once used by artillery and infantry on the second day of the 1863 Battle of Gettysburg. Um this is when I went there. It said that it was a lot of people had died in this specific area because and when you go there, you know, um, you are in like a recessed portion of the land. So it's, you know, a valley mm -hmm. and you are in the middle of it and there is no cover besides behind those boulders. But even so you could still, like, go all the way around and eventually find a gap to kill someone. Wow. So there, if anybody ended up there, uh, it, was, it was not good. And actually a lot of sharpshooters were there. So wow. not only did they kill a lot of people from that place, but they ended up, you know, also dying themselves. Yeah, yeah uh, hundred and... That was the Union side. So 180, uh, 138 killed and 329 killed in total just at that area. Wow. Um, yeah, it's, it's rough. So you kind of felt when you went to those sites, and unfortunately they don't allow you to be at those sites at night. Um, it's, it's a national park. Mm -hmm. I, they do have places that you can camp on the site, but it's just, like, right off, but it's not in the actual historical areas, mm -hmm. which makes sense because they don't want anyone messing with it. Going there, we had to stay somewhere, obviously, and so I was looking at the different places that you could stay, and there's a Gettysburg Hotel, and I'm like, okay, cool, that sounds great. <laughs> and I only found out uh, right before we were going on to our ghost tour that that was also haunted. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, God, why did I have to look this up? I have to stay here tonight. This is great. Um, and so my girlfriend, who is a skeptic about ghosts, mm -hmm. I didn't want to tell her. So I didn't tell her until the next night. And I'm like, oh, cool, we survived. <laughs> um, and she's like, what are you talking about? And I said, oh, well, this. And she's like, is it haunted? I'm like, yep. 
<laughs> uh, so she's like, Nikki, <laughs> why? Uh, so, but we made it through the night. The hotel was uh, the site that we stayed at, um, but I'm going to go chronologically. So we went on our ghost hunting tour, got all of our equipment. Uh, so EVP recorder. Uh, my favorite, my favorite was what was called an Oculus. Um, it was a a box that essentially had predetermined dictionary on there so ghosts could choose what they wanted to say from there oh, very cool. uh, and you can customize it so the one that they had they had a lot of war uh language yeah. yeah yeah and so you know that was that was my favorite toy and the one that you know resulted from <laughs> the the most uh Activity. Activity, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so we decided not to do the, I think they called it like intense extreme X ghost tour, which included <laughs> two sites. Uh, I just wanted, you know, my my girlfriend was with me, so she was like, no, we're doing one. I'm like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> Compromise. I'll, I'll, hold it, I'll hold it back. She didn't even want to go, so I bless her you for, go. you know, uh, coming with me for just one it's a good partner <laughs> exactly yeah so we end up getting taken to an old school house and you know creepy children never mm-hmm. never a fun time right no. but this it was the schoolhouse was maybe three quarters of a mile from devil's den so right on the outside of the national park and really close to where that you know, horrific sight was. Mm -hmm. And so they had said we, there could be a chance when you're walking outside that you could hear, um, and, and speak with soldiers. So that interested me because I'm not, I'm not a big fan of trying to talk to kid ghosts. Mm -hmm. It just kind of, it's fine. I can do it, but, um, they are a little bit more chaotic, I think, than what than what I would like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like normal children, let alone ghost children. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they give us all our equipment. We're in the space. It's it is pitch black, like very very dark. The only thing that the only light. So they give you flashlights. So we have you know some light from there, but mm. it's. Other than that, your eyes adjust in darkness, so you can kind of see outlines of things, and, you know, you got to be careful that your eyes don't play tricks on you mm. kind of thing, so just to make sure. So there, it was a small group of us, and I was hoping that it was not going to be as many people as it was, because I've heard that when you go with much smaller groups, it's easier to have that experience because you're the only ones there. So yeah. one person ended up doing the extreme hunt afterwards. Just and one she, person? It was one person. Oh and she went there, well, with the guide, but they okay. were there by themselves. Oh. So I'm like, damn it, I should have went. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and they actually, they offered at the end, they're like, if anybody wants to join us, they just have to pay this extra. And I looked at my girlfriend, and she's like, no, I've had enough. And I'm like, fine, 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 fine. <laughs> and so, so the reason why she's had enough is because uh, we had a good amount of activity that happened at nice. the schoolhouse and around more around the schoolhouse. So... We started, they gave a, it was two hours that they gave us to kind of explore on our own. They taught us how to use the equipment. 
so the schoolhouse itself, the way it was set up, it was like a small house, right? So they had the main room, and it's a historical schoolhouse. So they have a, they had a glass U-shaped cabinet with some of these relics that, you know, they found from here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had some old furniture and old setups that we could just walk around. They had a little area. So they had a desk that was from that era that you could sit in. They had a rocking chair set up with some other smaller chairs, like kind of like a reading circle. Um, you went back, you could, so there was, you could see through to the room, kind of like a kitchen window almost. And then that room itself had stairs that led up to apparently where the teacher stayed, but we weren't allowed Mm. up there. Uh, Fair, I didn't, I was not interested in going (laughs) up there at all. Um, Another little side area where uh, a bathroom would have been. And then um, connected, they actually had, so it used to be a one-room schoolhouse, basically. And then they had an addition added on. And was a second room with uh, one room that you couldn't go in was a closet. And then the other one they had open that was just uh, apparently another room. Like, I don't know what it was used for, but just more space. So we go and start to kind of go through our walking right and i'm i'm gonna be looking at my own pictures just to like refresh my Mm -hmm. memory of you know kind of what we were trying to to go through so um the guide told us that if we were to play twinkle twinkle little star that's gotten reactions before from the from the kids yeah and so a lot of and of course as soon as they said that i'm like okay we're not doing that because (laughs) the they've probably heard that song a million times right and so and people had tried to they they would put it on their phone like just youtube and Mm -hmm. then they would play the song but they weren't getting reactions right yeah so i'm like okay maybe i'll try that later so uh, my girlfriend and I go into that addition room, and what we have been told by the guide is that this schoolhouse actually burned down, and apparently one of the, this didn't happen on the tour, but it happened with the guide. They had apparently talked to a student that was there when the house, uh, when the schoolhouse got burned down, oh, no. and... It's kind of unclear if all of the class died or not, but the student, you know, when asked how many of you are here, said all of us. Oh. So I think there's a chance that all of them, including the teacher, may have died. Jesus. Um, And then the addition got built on after it was rebuilt. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's interesting. So we, you know, my girlfriend and I go into the, we're, we're taking pictures right throughout because they say, you know, you can sometimes catch them on film, you know, you just don't know about the flashes and photography. Mm-hmm. All of my really dark ones, um, you know, there, there's nothing that I've been, I've scoured them, there's nothing yeah. that's really there. I didn't have a lot of luck with the photos. But um, there was a specific room, that, that additional back room uh, that was open. Uh, so we go in there and, uh, we're, we have our, our spirit box and I get a really weird kind of feeling. We, 
actually we're using our temperature gun first. Mm. I didn't get the spirit box till like halfway through. Mm. So we're using our temperature gun, and supposedly if there's a huge spike or huge drop, that's an indication of something's there. Mm-hmm. And my girlfriend was pointing the temperature gun uh, behind me, and I felt kind of like a coldness, and the temperature did drop, like, oh. intensely. And wow. she, then it spiked back up, but she, as she turned, as if something were to leave, then, like, it followed that same temp. So it's like it walked right by. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So we tried to follow it. Uh, I actually, <laughs> I was trying to be really creative with, to get the ghosts interacting with me. So I, I had said, do you want to play hide and seek? Do you want to play tag? Mm-hmm. I was trying to be very playful with them. Cause you know, if I was yeah. a kid, I, that's what I'd want to be doing to play. And so we didn't have a lot of reactions, but my girlfriend said that she felt like someone, um, tapped her. And we were the only two in the room. Oh. And she doesn't believe in ghosts. And so she's like, did you do that? I'm like, did what? <laughs> and so, and she's like, you're messing with me. I'm like, no, I'm not. You know, so I said, did you just get touched? And she's like, yeah. Does she still not believe in ghosts after this? It is. Encounters? She, she, do, she can't explain what happened. Mm-hmm. And she kind <laughs> of brushes it off to be like yeah that was interesting (laughs) and i'm just like so do you believe in ghosts (laughs) and she's like it was interesting to be there so she won't admit it but i think like she's more open to it now though she is more open yeah i would say she's more open to it now than she was before like this Mm -hmm. absolutely changed her mind uh before she was like no it doesn't no yeah. Nothing exists like that. <laughs> you know, you're 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 funny, Nikki. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> uh so we end up uh try trying to interact with this uh ghost and so we uh don't get a lot more from the temperature gun and we end up going outside and uh temperature gun outside it was nice out because it was in june when we went so it was a little it was warm out so if we saw an immediate drop in temp you would know yeah something's there yeah um i think just because of the weather like nothing was dropping or anything like that there was a specific area that had a i think i have a picture of this oh yeah so uh, this is a well, like a, a well pump, a water pump. Mm-hmm. Apparently a lot of people had interactions over there for whatever Ooh. reason. I don't know why. Um, some people say that water conducts spirits, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, how do you prove that? Um, <laughs> but uh, someone had, like, they caught the only other people that had a voice come through that the spirit box was over there. Okay. Um, and then we were the, the group that got the rest of it. Um, nice. <laughs> so we walked around the, the site. So because we were so close to Gettysburg, we were kind of now shifting our questions to ask about soldiers, you know, did you fight on the civil, uh, did you fight in the civil war? Yes or no. Mm. Uh, were you a union soldier Confederate, you know, kind of asking those questions just to see you know what we could glean from it right um again you know no initial cold feelings so we didn't have the spirit box at that point so we went back inside they introduced that um and someone else grabbed it before i could so i'm like okay why don't we try the twinkle twinkle little star thing now Mm. so there's a the rocking chair was supposedly the teacher's chair so i sat in it and 
other people were playing it from their phones, but I like to sing, so I'm like, let me try this. So I sang it, didn't feel any particular way, um, and we had our EV, or our, um, there's a meter that uh, goes to red and yellow, like, so it's green normally, mm-hmm. and then it goes all the way up when it senses activity, right? Mm-hmm. It's the elect- uh, EMF. Oh, the EMF. EMF. Yes. Oh, okay, EMF detector. I'm like, not gotcha. EVP, EMF. So many acronyms. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, the electromagnetic field yes. reader. Yes. Um, so I was putting it on the the handle, the on the chair. Mm-hmm. Armrest, that's the word. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, so I put it on my armrest, and then uh, we had some other ones that we put like in seats near us. And my girlfriend was sitting uh, next to me as well. And so I was like, man, I if I was a kid and was getting interacted with Twinkle Twinkle Little Star all the time, I'd want something else. So Smart. we sang different songs. So we sang Hot Cross Buns. And we sang Yankee Doodle Dandy um, with hot cross buns. My girlfriend had a chill down her spine uh, and also felt like she got pinched again. <laughs> <laughs> and a mischievous child. Yeah, I know exactly. Kid. Yeah. <laughs> and so I so I didn't I didn't feel like kind of anything, but she she was getting interactions and we did see the EMF meters going up and down mm-hmm. like as we were singing and we weren't close to them, we weren't touching them and it just like would go off. So we knew that they were around. Mm-hmm. It was more I don't think the kids would sit still. Yeah. Um they revealed to us at the end that they've had ex- uh, the tour guide has had people experience if they acted like the teacher that Ooh. their hair would get braided. Oh, what? Yes. <laughs> oh my god! Could you? Could you like you look down and imagine <laughs> like being someone else in the room and seeing someone's hair like slowly starting yeah to, <gasps> oh my god could you just Christ. like feel it on the back of your neck yeah. like the, your hair's moving because oh, yeah. when you put your hair up like you feel yeah, you someone do. touching it so just let it happen but I guess. she didn't she specifically didn't say it until after the tour was done because she wants to make sure that someone like yeah could say you know she didn't want someone to claim it right mm-hmm. so which makes sense yeah so i'm like oh wow <laughs> but uh, nothing that happened like that so yeah but we uh someone got some pings at the staircase Going up to the room, mm-hmm. I stood very far away from <laughs> yeah. that. I did. I I'm not a big fan of uh, being near stairs and ghosts. I don't know if it's the Exorcist that kind of put it in for me. <laughs> I know, <laughs> or uh, or what? But your grandma's attic probably don't oh, want to yeah, be you know traveling up into any. Just like all the stories places. you hear of ghosts or poltergeists or whatever pushing people downstairs yeah not worth the risk no yeah but that's true you're right me having to go upstairs and having that black figure up there yeah probably worse than going downstairs though i definitely still am that type of person that runs upstairs when i turn off the lights oh going to the basement i don't think you ever grow out of that no no like in anybody that says they do they're lying they're lying (laughs) (laughs) Uh -uh. So 
So now I finally get the spirit box, and this is where uh, we can share some of the EVPs. So we love um, EVPs on this podcast. Yes, yes. So essentially, we started in the schoolhouse, and we went back to the room where that temperature dropped and uh, where she was touched. And we're going in there and we're asking questions and, you know, we say, what is your name? That's the big question if they can say their name, right? It's something easy. Mm-hmm. And um, for a little bit, uh, we hear nothing. And they say, take your time mm-hmm. with EVPs because it takes a lot of... So the spirit box, like, puts out energy to uh, make sure they could feed off of it to say something to utilize mm-hmm. the spirit box. Um, but you want to make sure that you give it enough time to absorb that energy and then say something back, which yeah. is something I didn't understand my first time going in. I actually, <laughs> there was a, a basically kind of experience later that I learned that I need to slow down. So, um when we were in the room with the presumably the child, one of the children, we asked, what is your name? And uh, I think it's this one. Is there anyone in this room? Is there anyone here? What? what is that? <laughs> oh shit. I didn't hear my mic up. Oh my okay, god. I was expecting, so as I was listening, I was ex- trying to listen for like little whispers, and that was not a whisper. No, that's the spirit box. So. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna play it again so we can listen to it one more time yeah. and then um, try to figure out what it is saying. Is there anyone here? It almost is sounding like he's saying it is he or something. Yeah, or like it is me. It is me. It's me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so that's kind of what my girlfriend and I gleaned from it. Mm. He either is saying it is me or it is Pete. Oh. Oh. It is Pete. Because we it said, is what is your name? <laughs> oh, that's true. You did. Mm-hmm. It is Pete. So I wow. think I think he was trying to introduce himself, or he was being a little snarky child and saying, "It is me." <laughs> <laughs> you don't know who I am. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh my so. Okay. Wait. So, question. So, you said that that was the spirit box. So that yes. was that noise came from the spirit box, but yes. the spirit was using it to communicate. Yes. Okay. So it sounds robotic because okay. the spirit is choosing which words it wants to, Got it. to yes. send out. So it's basically like a spirit Siri kind of. Yes. That's yeah. why it sounds wow. like a robot. Yeah. It oh my Pete. gosh. It is Pete. Wow. And you heard one other one, right? Uh, so or, from the chi- from the children, no. They were not super interactive so, with so you us. Think but you think that was a child or do you think that, it was a soldier? I think that's a child. Okay. Yeah. That oh, one wow. that one was inside, so I think that one's more of the, the child. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And so I got really excited when we got that on video. Uh, You know, I was just playing my my phone to record, you know, Mm -hmm. anything that was saying. And so I kind of sped up a little bit because I was very excited. So I was asking asking all these questions and, um, you know, trying to play hide and seek and all this kind of stuff again, like with the, you know, uh, saying like Taggart, all these all these different things. Right. Uh, try to get them to dance. All the different techniques. <laughs> try to get them to dance. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Uh, my girlfriend was like, oh, my God, you're such a nerd. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. I, I want to. This is who I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So when we weren't having much luck with uh, any of the, the children, uh, we went back outside to see if we could talk to some of the soldiers. And this is where... Uh, I think my girlfriend turned into more of a believer. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. So I... we keep going. Yeah. yeah. So we go outside. Right. And so mm-hmm. we, we walk the perimeter um, and go to the back, which is where uh, you get closer to the site mm-hmm. of Devil's Den. And we're, you know, apparently there is a very far away. You could see the house in the light, but I'd say maybe a half a mile away there's some an old man that lives back there but we can't shine any of the equipment we were told not to because he gets pissed (laughs) (laughs) which is fair uh so we we made sure not to do that but in you know in between that was a bunch of woods like very dense you know um if branches were cracking which they did like it was either an animal or something else right and so we're you know we kind of are walking back and we're at kind of the uh like corner of the house the schoolhouse in the back Mm -hmm. and we're closer to our cars which we had just turned off so there's residual energy from there and i think looking back i think that's why we had so much activity because there was just a lot of energy around there that they could absorb so we stood at this corner in the back for a while because we were getting some good hits so the temperature was dropping Mm -hmm. right and it wasn't doing that before Um, We didn't see any shadows, no entities or anything like that, but we still did get uh, one of the recordings. Um, The one that Betsy's going to play is the second one we got, but I want to explain the first one. So I have a video of me saying, you know, I unfortunately missed what you had said. Can you please repeat? So there was one recording that I didn't get on camera, but I asked... How did you die? And it replied, intense. Mm. Oh. And there's like, a couple ways like it, to... Intense or in, yeah. like, a tent? There's a or couple ways to interpret it. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't like know. A really intense oh. death, or he was, like, in, in his tent. Like, like a soldier tent. Yeah. 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 Or, and, like, or a medical tent. Or oh. Oh. Shit, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so he may have been, like, getting triaged and died <gasps> trying to, yeah. So that's kind of how we interpreted it. Because mm-hmm. I did at first think intense, like, maybe it was just, yeah, he was in the on the battle fighting. Yeah, yeah. And then I listened, you know, like, thinking back, it was intense. Like, like literally. Yeah, in a tent, yeah, yeah, where he died, so. Oh, my God. 
So and that's and that would make sense because that'd be the last thing he saw. He doesn't right. know exactly how he died, but he right. was in a tent. Yeah, the medical tent theory mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. Yep. Yeah. So that that's the theory I stick with. Mm-hmm. But then uh, he was very talkative, and I was Ooh. very thankful for that. Um, <laughs> so we we I never got what side he fought on, mm-hmm. even though I did ask him. Uh, but we had um, essentially. Uh, waited long enough, and we got this EVP. What is your name? Jack something. Jack- it almost oh. sounds like Jacobim or Jacqueline. <laughs> it's definitely Jack something. Jacko. Make sure you're talking to your mic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't hear me, I was saying it definitely sounds like Jacko something. Yeah. Definitely Jack. Jack. Jack something. Jack. Jacobim, Jacqueline. Yeah, I thought it said Jacqueline at first, but I'm like, there's not many women that were in Civil War. It could have been a nurse. It could have been a nurse. nurse. And maybe the medical tent, right? Like, you know, uh, got attacked and then they died. But um, ultimately, when we listened to it enough, I believe that it said Jack O'Neill. Oh. Oh. All right. Should we listen to it again and see if we can hear that? What is your name? Yeah, I definitely yeah. heard it that time. Mm-hmm. That too. Yeah. Um, and I was so excited to get a full name that uh, introduction. Yeah. Uh, so I, I t- started talking really, really fast uh, <laughs> and was just asking a bunch of questions. And that, so that particular time, and I cut that down from a minute, 40 seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the 25 second clip that you guys got um, was. You know, even shortened from oh, wow. waiting for the response. That's so interesting. Got to be patient. Yeah, you have to be patient. And I couldn't do that. It's like you have to realize how much energy it takes for them to contact yes. you back. Right. Yeah. Wow. And so um, <laughs> we didn't get much else. Mm-hmm. So I think it took a lot out of him. I think even getting two EVPs is a win. Yes, like, I agree. Yes. That are that, especially that last one that it's that clear, like a mm-hmm. full name. Yeah. So yeah. we were starting to walk back to the front, and uh, Alex and I are just kind of talking, and the spirit box is still on. Um, mm-hmm. We're we're chit chatting, and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I I'm just so excited that you know I wish he would say more. You know, he seemed to be really friendly. And Alex is like, yeah, you were going really fast. Uh, and I'm She's like, the expert now. <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I could have, you know, maybe chilled out a little bit. And then all of a sudden, unprompted, the spirit box said, slow down. <gasps> Stop. So- oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Un- and and. It was so Alex went, oh, <gasps> and uh, everyone else who was sitting on the front porch when I walked around was walking up the stairs. Yeah, uh, they were like, Oh, we heard that. Oh my god, so and you were able to clock right away what it said. Oh, yeah, it's, it's loud and clear. Slow down. Oh my god, so I got sassed by a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's really <laughs> that's creepy. Wild. <laughs> yeah, I real. It was wild. I was not expecting that. So I. That's why I was like, <laughs> wow. So that was the last thing that you captured. Yes. What a but mic I drop. Didn't, but I didn't get I mean, anything right, you didn't, on. Right, you didn't capture yeah, the last thing but, you experienced. Yes. And there were witnesses. Yeah, <laughs> and there were witnesses. Yeah. And a, a witness who was a skeptic. At yeah. That. The tour guide too. Was oh, like, oh, yeah. yeah, we heard that. Wow. So I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> That's I'm not, a mic drop for you sure. Know, yeah. Wow. So that was the last thing that uh, the schoolhouse, you know, resulted in. I was absolutely go back to that site. I had such fun mm-hmm. uh, and good luck with in- interacting with them. Yeah. I would just know to go slower right. yeah. in the future. And I definitely went on a search of how much these uh, the the equipment cost and wanted to do my own like kind of yeah. have my own to bring mm-hmm. but uh the spirit box itself like the newest one costs like five hundred dollars oh my god so i'm like oh no uh, i can't yeah, yeah it's a, a, that's a lot of money. <laughs> but apparently the newer ones even though they're more high tech are not as reliant as the the older versions mm. so the tech is you know obviously it's experimental tech but yeah. the one that they had is still kind of that that best one from yeah. reviews at least online okay. so okay it was interesting wow that was um, like I'm there's so much you got so much from that so much yeah that's fair. and that was like a three hour thing uh yeah wow yeah so of course I had to look up if there was a Jack yeah. O'Neill and the so, and the Gettysburg battle yeah um so there were there were several you know different Jack O'Neills right mm-hmm. so Pretty I'm like okay oh, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so I'm like okay like I don't know which one it is, right? And they were on both sides, so I I wouldn't be able to pinpoint exactly who it was. Mm-hmm. And I even tried to look to see, like, in close to the Devil's Den, mm-hmm. if there was a Jack O'Neill, but they don't necessarily get that specific. Because right. how do you know where someone exactly died? Yeah, in especially a back war? then. Yeah, yeah. yeah a lot so. of people dying all the time. Right, right. Uh, it's still cool, though. Yes, yeah. But this is kind of... Wild. I don't think I've told you this, Betsy. Ooh. Exclusive. Uh-oh. <laughs> so I called my dad and my mom because, of course, I finally got to experience that. So they were mm-hmm. so excited for me. And I told them, you know, I had I talked to a ghost named Jack O'Neill. And he's like, and my dad says, you're kidding. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and he basically said that. My stop, Grandma Fisher's Grandma Fisher. I have always Grandma Fisher. <laughs> My Grandma Fisher's aunt had relatives that fought in the Battle of Gettysburg, and one of them was named Jack no. O'Neill. Oh. <gasps> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. That cannot so, be there's a coincidence. No, right? Cannot yeah, be a coincidence. Well, that would explain why he was so talkative to you. Yeah, because yeah. he, uh, the kinship's there. Yeah. yeah. You have a connection with familial spirits, yeah. it seems. Yeah. Wow. It's also very interesting to think about, like, how the spirit knows that you are kin. Mm-hmm. Right? Again, it must be an aura yeah. kind of yeah. thing. Or yeah. some She's kind got of... the Fisher aura. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh yes, that's exactly what it is. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. So I just got so many chills, and Alex <gasps> is like, you're kidding. I'm like, 
I'm not joking with you. That's crazy. That oh is my crazy. God. So it and was, the fact that you had no knowledge of any of that no, information. Like, no, I had like no idea shocking. that we had family that died in the Battle of Gettysburg. Yeah. Like, crazy. Insane. That is so fucking cool. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Nikki, for coming on to our podcast, being our first guest, and sharing all this amazingly cool shit. Yeah. But I, this was one of the most fun episodes to record. Yeah. I literally feel like I could listen to you talk for hours. You have, like, your cadence of talking is so like pleasing to listen to oh i'm glad <laughs> you're yes. a very good storyteller i am great sure star. i'm going to go back and listen to this uh episode <laughs> and just be like oh that's what i sound like oh, that's, 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 what, that's I, what it's that's, like that's my mindset every week or however often we put out an episode i'm like oh god yeah but but no, it's yeah. it's super fun. Thanks for having me on because I've just been wanting to kind of tell these stories and obviously and we've been wanting to hear. I know for so long. <laughs> yeah, obviously, if I go on any more ghost hunting adventures, one, I'll invite you first. But two, if you guys can't come and I still manage to to get out there, then I will. Uh, yes, please come be back. willing to. Yeah, I'll be willing 100%. to share more. Yeah, can be a regular yeah. a regular guest. Yes, that'd be awesome. But since you are our resident ghost hunter and. Every episode, we love to give our listeners a good old tip to protect themselves. (laughs) It's time for our paranormal protection tip of the week. Be open to receiving experiences. Even though my girlfriend was a skeptic and a non-believer when she first went, she got a lot more touchy-feely things than I did, and I was very open to receiving experiences. So when you go, if you don't want to be touched, granted, I don't think you have a lot of control over that, (laughs) probably best to not provoke them with, one, not being a non-believer, with being a non-believer, and two, do what Ghost Adventures does and provokes the shit out of them. (laughs) Idiots. The worst. Because they have those worst experiences because they're angry they're upsetting angry spirits Mm -hmm. so why in the hell would you make a spirit angry if you're just trying to talk to them and get to know them i think that's what they want though yeah it's because it makes the show yeah but whatever baggins yeah no it's it's not advisable (laughs) yeah yeah that would protect yourselves and don't provoke ghosts just be open to hearing from them and be patient so that way they can respond to you it takes some time but it's worth the experience gettysburg is one of the is the i think most haunted place in america so getting that much activity makes sense Mm -hmm. other places you may not see that as much so just patience and you know it'll happen yeah that's a great tip for sure well, thank you so much to our lovely audience for listening. And thank you once again, Nikki, for being our first guest, the best guest. First and best. Um, we so appreciate your time and sharing all of your wisdom and expertise and experiences with us. Um, make sure to follow our podcast on Instagram and TikTok, TikTok <laughs> at DFWG Podcast. Um, and you can also join our Patreon, which is at patreon.com slash DFWG Podcast. 
And shout out to our patrons, Brittany, Jeremiah, and Nikki. <laughs> woo <Woo-hoo>, woo <laughs> Here with us today in person. Um, make sure to send your encounters to our email, dfwgpodcast at gmail.com. Remember to rate and review us on Apple and Spotify because it really helps us out, grows our audience. You know the drill. And remember... <laughs> Always stay open to experiences with the paranormal. With the exception of stay away from Ouija boards. Bye. Bye, guys. And happy Halloween. Oh, yeah. Happy Halloween, guys. <laughs> Spooky times. <laughs> Peace.